Welcome back to the Halfways Podcast. Today I'm going to catch you up on where I am in the writing of this book, and we're going to talk about the difference between intuition and imagination. So as of today, it is the beginning of May, May 3rd, I think it is, May 4th, something like that. I am officially done writing the book. The first draft is finished and I am inviting my editor to take a look at it. So from start to finish, that makes it about 60 days. Someone commented on how that seemed quick in terms of writing a book. And yes and no. My first couple of books took me a lot longer than that. But this one combined the knowledge that I had gained from writing those first couple of books into this manuscript, which was highly influenced by intuition. In this process, I trusted what was coming through. I did not second guess in the way that I had in the past the content as it was being delivered through me. This is by far the most authentic text I have ever written. Part of the reason is it isn't just influenced by what I have learned in the past, but it's influenced by my higher self. It's influenced by my intuitive guidance. I am settling into this thing called channeling. Channeling is just a state that everyone is in when they're doing something that they love. So imagine you're reading a book, if you love reading books, or you're doing some kind of art or some kind of gardening or a project, even if it's science-based. doesn't matter what the project topic is, but if it's something that you love, where you lose track of time, you lose track of where you are in the space that you're in. Maybe you don't hear someone calling your name or you don't know that you're hungry or have to go to the bathroom. That's a channeling state. It's a state where you lose the awareness of your physical body and you begin to align with that passion or that activity that you're doing. So channeling in and of itself is not an abnormal state of being. Every single person even when you were little, if you haven't been in the channeling state recently by doing something you love, when you were little, this is where you spent most of your time. You followed your inner guidance. You did the things that you loved. You resisted the direction that others were giving you. So even if you're not aligned with this term channeling, you have been in the channeling state. So it's very normal for anyone to be in. So I entered this channeling state. I did what was called channeled writing for a lot of this book because the excitement of writing it kept building itself and building itself. I found myself waking up every day and coming to do this task because it was very exciting for me to do. The more that I did it, the more time that I spent doing it, the more information came through. So from a process of, you know, writing a book, yeah, I guess it was short but it was super exciting and super fun. So anytime you're doing something fun and exciting, it will seem as if time is passing relatively quickly, or maybe you're doing something fantastic in a short amount of time. 
because you're building your expertise, you are building your trust in inner guidance, and it comes through you. What was interesting is my relationship with my own anecdotes has changed as well. In the past, I've tried to use experiences that are maybe more universal, I guess is the right word. Whereas in this one, I was just putting down what happened for me. So the way that the book is organized is I've got the 12 chapters. There's an introduction, which you absolutely will, will want to read if you intend on reading the book, because it gives you the premise of things like what I mean by non-physical consciousness. What do I mean by physically focused consciousness? So it gives you a frame of reference and a definition from which to jump off into the rest of the book with. So after those 12 chapters, I have a section at the end of the book where I'm telling different stories, different anecdotes, everything from those kind of experiences that seem very ethereal and almost surreal to very average, ordinary experiences that most everybody can either relate to or had. So I tried to bridge the spectrum of different types of experiences so that there's something that every single person can relate to to some degree, hopefully, to make it easier to strengthen your own intuition. So it's super exciting to be at this point in this project, I have to tell you. It's, it was an inner kind of knowing that told me, you know what, you're pretty much done. When I originally did the research on, you know, how many words in a personal development self-help type of book, it said between 30,000 and generally 75,000. Currently, the word count is right around 45,000 words. So it's right about in the middle. Not every chapter is equally thick with content. Some chapters are a little bit thicker and a little bit more in depth and have more examples than others because of you know, their topic matter, such as beliefs. We really dive into what are the limiting beliefs? What do they look like? How do you transition out of them in regards to trusting your own intuition? So they're not all equally balanced in terms of word count. But when I started this, I didn't know exactly where I was going to end. But I sort of had this inner sensation of some kind of marker, like a glass being filled up. And I could tell in my writing how far along I was when tuning into the sensation. Am I a quarter of the way done? Am I halfway done? Am I three-fourths of the way done? When I got to the sensation that felt like you're done, I just stopped writing. And then I went back and I did my own editing and I'm giving it to someone else to edit. And then other people, pre-readers, will put their eyes on this and see what their thoughts are on it. But it's super exciting. I'm really glad that you're involved with me in this process. And I really hope that you're getting something out of watching me construct a project like this. So let's dive into how do you know the difference between your imagination and intuition? So imagination is, to me... My definition of imagination is a lot like intuition, where it's a third reality that is almost like a movie screen. And as your energy, as your vibration is fluctuating, you have what I call access to or projection of 
types of thoughts or images or sensations or things on this big screen that are synonymous with how you're feeling. The best way to illustrate this is daydreams. Like if you're daydreaming about something and you feel really good, you know, if you're daydreaming about your vacation at the beach, you know, the there's a coherence between how you feel and what's projected on the screen of your imagination. Whether it's, again, something that is visual where you can see it, or it might be sensorial, because imagination can help, you know, in the way intuition does come through in these different um, methodologies, different modalities. So it's, it's like the screen to me. That's my definition. But everything that comes through from the non-physical consciousness that you are, the higher self access that you have, or spirit guides, or, um, you know, your soul teams, any extraterrestrial kind of, you know, energy or uh, ethereal type of energy will use the imagination to try and help you process different things. Let's take, take an example that might seem kind of out there and bizarre, but let's use it because I think it will help you get a strong idea of the way imagination helps us get in tune with what we're resonant with. Um, imagine that outside your window, you have what you consider to be an alien form, however you imagine that alien form. And it's in your window, right? Whatever that form is. To me, it looks like the stereotypical sort of small being with the larger eyes and the sort of reptilian type, you know, skin, um, no hair, that type of thing. So if I imagine that outside my window, I can get very quickly in touch with how I feel about that idea, right? My imagination is, is being used to help me get in touch with how I feel about the topic of an alien being standing outside my window. So that imagination is real. Is it real in the physical form? No. But it's real in terms of the way it's being utilized in the non-physical structure of reality. So there really isn't a question of whether it's real or not, right? It's, it's, it's real to you. This is why when you're little and you think about there being monsters under the bed, you know, it's very real to you and it causes you to be in some state of fear or I remember when I was little, I didn't want to get out in the morning of bed because I thought there were monsters underneath. And so I waited till the absolute minute till I really had to go to the bathroom. And then I would jump really far away from the bed to try to get as far away from the underneath part as I could. So we sort of do the same thing to ourselves as we get older. We have these, you know, boogeymen type of ideas that we tend to haunt ourselves with. And to us, it feels very real because it feels like we use that term a lot in regards to imagination. When we're imagining something that we don't want, we go, it feels like I'm stuck because we keep thinking about the ways in which we'll never get what we want. Let's say, for example, you really wanted a new car and you thought you had your budget all figured out and you, you know, you punched the numbers and you were dreaming about this car and you're looking at the images on the computer and then you go to the local dealership and all of a sudden you realize that in order to get what you want, it's going to cost you more money than you had anticipated. And you don't 
think you have the money. So the idea that you can't have what you want using your imagination because you can tell you're using using your imagination to you know create this idea that you can't have what you want because you feel bad you're like i just feel like i'm stuck i feel like i i can't get what i want i it doesn't feel good it feels um you know like i'm going backwards it feels like you know we use the term feel to tell us what we're you know using our imagination and for in this reality well that's how you know it's real because it makes you feel a certain way. So when we're talking about intuition, there really isn't anything you need to do except for begin that relationship of building trust with yourself. Because at some point, someone convinced you that your imaginings couldn't happen, that you wouldn't be able to do it, that you weren't good enough, that you didn't have enough time, that you didn't have, have enough education, you know. And so we tend to kind of put a buffer on that imaginative realm. We try to not think about the things that we want, um, but it's real. And intuition is going to use that faculty to help share with you what it's trying to communicate to you. So everything you think in your head is real on a non-physical realm, right? It's real. It's, it's, it's the same thing as when you have a dream. That's real in a particular state of energy. The dream is a real thing, which is why you feel either good or bad when you wake up because there's a connection between those two. Um, lots of people talk about, and I talk about this as well myself, how this physical reality is actually a dream state projection. It's a very convincing one. Um, there's a lot of density to it, but it's also a dream state. And what's going to happen over the next 50 years as consciousness expands and connects to more of all that is, is you're going to realize, or we're going to realize, those of us who are here on this planet at the time, how it is more like a dream state. We're going to begin to open up and connect the ways in which Faculties like imagination are very real and they represent to us what our vibration is in the same way that feeling or sensations represent to us what our vibration is because everything essentially is vibration, right? We are translators of vibration. Sound is a vibration. There's a saying that goes, or a question, I guess it is, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? My kids like to argue with me about this because they're like, yes, yes, it makes a sound. I'm like, no, it makes a vibration. If nothing is there to translate the vibration into sound, it doesn't actually make a sound. If you're close to that tree that tumbles, your eardrum, if it's functioning properly, is going to translate that into what we call sound. If somebody is hearing impaired, they're not going to translate that into sound because there's no mechanism to, to make that translation. There's going to be a vibration, but not what we call sound. Taste is a vibrational translation. Smell is a vibrational translation. Sight is a vibrational translation. We are translators of vibration. And that's often why intuition is called the sixth sense because we have these five senses, which are translators of vibration in the physical realm. 
intuition is becoming more that standardized and acknowledged sixth sense. So imagination is a translation of vibration. Everything that you think in your dream state mind, whether you're it's a lucid dream, a waking dream, a sleeping dream, is a translation of vibration. And yes, it is real. It's just not real on the same realm that your physical body is real. And again, intuition is going to work with that aspect of your psyche, aspect of your you know, physical experience to help you understand what's happening. Now, unfortunately, a lot of us use that imaginative realm to beat ourselves up. You know, we, we imagine things that are going wrong. You know, I can very quickly imagine, you know, the, the surgery that my daughter had when she was two and a half in which she nearly bled to death and scare the pants off myself almost instantly. You know, that's the direct connection between the mind, the imagination, and the body is it's instantaneous. I can also watch a really scary movie and think about that for days afterwards and have that sensation of fear. It's a very, very fertile, instant realm, the imagination. So it's real. So this is your opportunity to begin to trust yourself when you see things that you believe are signs. The thing is, and I'll say this like a million times, but no one gets to tell you what something means to you, like a sign that you see. Maybe you think it's an angel number or maybe you think a bird out the window, you know, is a communication from source. If you think it is, intuition's giving you the inclination or the idea you're the one who has to believe in that idea. You're the one who has to trust your, that yourself in regards to that idea. That will happen over time, slowly, as you begin to connect the dots, right? That's another chapter in this, this book is connecting the dots. One of the invitations that I ask you to do is kind of think back over the next week or two or three weeks, even months, and invite into your awareness the ways in which you acknowledge that you were intuitive as a child. See if you can go beyond the stereotypical conversations about intuition. Like I knew the phone was going to ring and, you know, I picked it up and that was the person I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, getting a text message from someone and you're like, ooh, I knew it was them before I even picked up the phone. See if you can go beyond that to other things within your reality that you are being invited to trust. Different signs, different symbols, different awarenesses, because you create your own reality. If you put the meaning on it that it's a sign or a communication or a symbol, it is. Nobody else can tell you that it's not. One of the things that I'm most, most, most excited about is that we're at a pivotal point in consciousness focused in this reality that we're starting to wake up and we're starting to realize our sovereignty. This concept of authority and fear and keeping people in, quote unquote, in their place um, as a power structure is starting to disintegrate. And as that disintegrates, we're realizing our sovereignty on so many different levels, not only the physical level, but also the non-physical level on the spirit level. And we're recognizing that, 
even communications from the other side do not have the power to tell us what is right for us. It is our job to, as sovereign beings, to decide what is the meaning in something. Do I want to integrate that into my life? Where would I like to focus my energy? Where would I like to focus my attention? You know, we are sovereign entities through and through. So use your imagination in ways that build you up. Here's a really fun kind of imaginative activity that may help you integrate intuitive understanding. If you imagine, well, let's start with looking backwards. You know what you were like when you were little. So it's easy to imagine yourself as a smaller child. And you get to communicate with that smaller child. And most of the time, as the person in the now that we are, it's easy to love that smaller child because we know that they're doing the best that they can. We know that they are full of life and energy. And when we look towards our smaller selves, we just want to hold them and love them and nurture them. That energy can be sent to that version of yourself. So if you imagine an, an umbilical cord that's attaching you to that smaller version of yourself, that younger version, and you know, going between this version of you and that version of you through this sort of energetic umbilical cord is knowledge, information, love, the kinds of advancements that you have made in your awareness, in your understanding can be given to that smaller version of yourself, that younger version of yourself. In the same way that that's easy to imagine, you can imagine that there's, I guess it's, you know, future version of yourself is a great way to do it. But I kind of think of it as a multidimensional version of yourself, right? Because future doesn't actually exist, but multidimensional aspects of yourself, you can tap into that because there's a version of you that already exists that has the kinds of things that you are looking to acquire in this version of yourself. So imagine the confidence that she has or he has, um, the kinds of skill set, abilities, um, free flow trust with intuition and confidence and knowledge and everything that you want to put into that idea of this future version of you. Now imagine the same umbilical cord is connecting you to this future version of yourself, for lack of a better word. She is giving you, or he is giving you, this information. And it's free flowing between the two of you. And because of that, it's bolstering the things that you want to realize in a way that couldn't be done in any other way. Right? This is this is a unique way of getting that kind of awareness, confidence, information, knowledge that you want because it's unique to you. So between these three versions of you, there is information flowing, right? There's healing happening on a multidimensional level. There's awareness happening. And the three of you are working together. You're almost a trinity in yourself, right? There's the mind, body, spirit. There's the little version of you, the now version of you, and the older version of you. And together you create a stability and you share information and you're healing each other and you're working together. And all of this is possible because you have an imagination. So trust that it's real, right? If you can think of it, there's a realness to it. Now, a lot of times people get stuck on this concept of what if I imagine something I don't want? Well, sure. 
you know, anything is possible, right? But know that the law of attraction is going to work on your behalf. It's working with your inner being. It's working for your benefit, not your detriment. Um, and just because you imagine something for a few seconds doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition, right? Um, know that things can pass through. And there's this thing called momentum where, you know, you you have momentum that builds up energetically, vibrationally. And before something comes to fruition, um, there's there you, you have time. So don't get all hung up on the, on the you know, I, I've been thinking about this. I've been worrying about this. Yes, law of attraction is real. If you've been worrying about something, you know, for a really long time, it's likely you've either experienced the equivalent vibrational situation as that worry or you will. But I wouldn't get caught up in that. This is focused on the positive. This is focused on how you can use your imaginative realm, which is real, to help you influence your relationship with your intuitive understanding, your inner guidance. So I think that's it for now. You know, see how that feels for you. See, uh, pay attention to the ways in which you are using your imaginative realm throughout the day. Um, see how it's connected to how you feel. Um, here's another really interesting exercise that you can use your imagination for. A lot of times we create these different buckets of categories in our lives. We've got the relationship bucket and the health bucket and the job bucket and then the creative bucket, you know, hobbies and things. So we've got these different buckets. And as we're moving through our lives, we often think these buckets are unrelated. But pay attention to how they are related, meaning what emotional construct is bridging certain experiences together. So let's say you have a, an experience at work and it can, it's kind of disheartening and you're feeling kind of bad about yourself and there's a certain resonance to that experience. See if that resonance or that emotional awareness isn't existing in other kinds of experiences in your life. You can use that with the good feeling things. Let's say you just finished a book like I did and you are feeling really good about that. See what shows up in your life that day, the next day, the next week that is coherent with that sensation. The reason you want to do that is because law of attraction is real and your emotional constructs are telling you what vibration you're in. So you will attract more that is like the vibration that you're in whether that's things you want or things you don't want because the law of attraction doesn't care it isn't like hey you know we're only going to give you the good stuff or hey we think you're a terrible person we're going to give you the bad stuff there's no judgment involved in law of attraction it's, it's like law of gravity right it's, it just is you don't have to know about it in order for it to function mechanistically very um in a very standardized way so you know just think about the different ways that you're using your imagination during the day because you're, you're using it and it is real and it can benefit your inner guidance, your connection with your intuition, whether you believe it's real or not real, right? Because it is real, but if you don't think it's real, then you will have the experience of being disconnected from it, being blocked from it. So play with those ideas and see how they feel. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.